Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, guys. Welcome to today's episode of the Yacht Yacht Show. We are down in Louisiana where we have been chasing a little neutral rat. And, of course, you know me. I don't know anything about that. So we have... Our guest today will be Jared from Outside the Levees YouTube. If you get a chance, check him out. I also got my main man, Red, who loves to drag hogs with me. <laughs> oh, but in which way, Jared, appreciate the invite down here to, to hang out with you and do what we do. So uh, anyway, uh, like I said, real quick, if you go check out Jared Outside the Levees YouTube, he knows how to cook, he knows how to catch, he knows how to do it all where I just know how to get red to drag some hogs. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good to see you, Jared. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. It's good to have y'all down and good to meet Red for the first time. And Good to meet you. Uh, you know, I think we chose a, a very, very active thing to do. You know, we weren't sitting around in a deer stand or a duck blind waiting on something to happen. We we made the action happen. That's right. And as you so, know from YouTube, you know, those deer hunting days, it could take days to put a video man. together. Where something like this, well, we went out and we hunted the Nutri-Rat and, uh, and we just kind of rode the boat. You could shoot them out with a shotgun out of the boat and whatnot. So uh, for the ones that's not familiar with what a, what a Nutri-Rat is, it's kind of like a beaver. But with a, with a rat tail. So, do you know more about the Jerry? Jerry, do you know more about the neutral rat? I guess if you want to explain it to somebody. Yeah. So a neutral rat is a uh, it's a water uh, a water it, it lives around water wherever there's you know water or marsh. Uh, they come from South America. Obviously, they right. got here to Louisiana by folks bringing them here. So back in the twenties, uh, the nineteen twenties, there was a big boom in the fur trade and louisiana was kind of ground zero for that because of the amount of muskrat we had and then because of the the folks we had living here who were resourceful and able to get out there and trap those muskrat we were you know new orleans and and this whole area was you know we were shipping furs all around the world and fortunes were being made down here on the bayou you know i mean these guys never seen that amount of money in their lives and they were, you know, making hand over fist, you know, really, really good, good money. You know, I mean, right. what would equate today to three, four hundred thousand dollars in a year? You know. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So they were making piles and piles of money uh, trapping these muskrat. Well, they had some folks who, you know, were I guess were a little bit more industrious and figured, well, there's a lot of expense related to trapping. Why don't we try farming these nutria that they had heard of? Right. Down in South America. So somebody had them shipped in, put them in a cage, and then what happened was the fur trade died off. Fur became less popular. It wasn't in demand. Right. So now you didn't need the nutria in the cages, so they just let them go. 
you know, and yeah. then they took over the marsh, ran the muskrat out. You don't hardly ever see a muskrat nowadays. Right, I hear you know. They're in Mississippi. We don't. Um, I got one place that I'm trying to trap muskrat or getting ready to, but you don't see them as much as you do other places. <laughs> but they, these neutral rat have bred. Uh, a lot of people know me for the wild hog, so it's kind of the same thing. It's the same thing. It's yeah, a, it's very it's, much the same thing, and it's you know it, they're the same. You know, they're just very very successful breeders. They know how to survive. They know how to take over an area. You know, so they're all. In fact, we seen a hog while we're hunting nutria. Yeah, you know? and, and so it's like they all they're very adaptive animals. Right, and we, it was a big hog, wasn't it, Red? Yeah, it's grown now. <laughs> I mean, in my mind, when I saw the hog, and I see a lot of hogs, Jared. I mean, a lot of hogs. I see them. So when I saw it, I'm going, "That's a cow." Like, that's a cow. Because, you know, we're sitting in the bottom of this boat, and we're pulling yeah. up on a little levee or, or whatever that is out there in the marsh. Right. So it's, uh, what, a foot or two higher? Yeah. Not maybe not a higher. A ridge, yeah. Yeah, a, a little ridge. ridge. Yeah. And he just stood up there, and, and he just like he was eyeballing his red. Yeah. Yeah, he was, uh, but we didn't have no shot for him. But like I said, the Nutra and the hogs, to me, are about the same thing. They still destroy yes. things. They still breed like right. crazy. It's hard to keep up with, uh, keep it maintained. And now here in Louisiana, do y'all have like a bounty on them that y'all get to? Yes. Yeah, so the nutria are uh, not only invasive, but they're destructive in the sense that they eat a lot of the vegetation roots. Um, they eat the vegetation when it's young and growing. And the vegetation here in the marsh in Louisiana, every blade of grass like has a role to play because we lose that marsh every day. I think it's, you know, football field every 45 minutes or every hour we lose. Really? Um, you know, we've lost well over 2,300 square miles since the 1930s. That's the size of Delaware, just gone off of our coast. Just gone. And, and those nutrients come in here, and they, from what I've seen, just going up on the bank of everything. Right. They're just tearing the soil, tearing the roots of that, and you need that vegetation so to, to keep that soil there. You keep know. it all together, yeah. And then they make burrows and tunnels all throughout the marsh. They eat the marsh, so very destructive. You know, they cost millions and millions and millions of dollars worth of damage every year to the coast. So that's where hunters can come in and, and try to make a dent, just like the hogs. You know, we know we're never fixing it, but we're trying to make that dent. That's right. And what the state does to en encourage people to do that and participate in that is they have a bounty which is $6 per nutria tail. That's how you cash in your bounty. I so gotcha. once you harvest the nutria, you cut off the tail, you save the tail, and then you, you go to the wildlife and fisheries uh, to turn in your tails. Now, you do have to be qualified and have a trapping license to do that. The average person can't participate in that program. You also have to per have permission from the landowner right. to, to do it, written permission, Um and then that's how you get the license to participate in the bounty. And that's, you know, you can make a nice chunk. That's right. So, it, like, in our in our counties with beaver, certain counties have a bounty, but you can only turn in, like, 40 beaver tails. There's a limit. Yeah. Okay. So, so y'all don't have a limit? There's no limit. Okay. <laughs> they had one kid make, like, two, three hundred grand a couple of years ago. Really? People couldn't believe it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, I could see it. I mean, the fun part of it, like, <clears throat> me and Red, we come down here, and we had fun with it. But it is ongoing. It's just like the hogs. People like to go hunt hogs. Yeah. But as aspect, I'm a trapper. I'm not here to, I don't want to say entertain the fact of hunting the hogs. We're trying to eliminate them just as y'all. But, uh, yeah. but it can be fun in the same instance. Yeah, uh, I would love to see more guided nutria hunts. You know, think like, you know, I, I know every time I put out a video, you get folks who want to come do that. There's just not the infrastructure of, of, of captains who are offering that. Right. But I think that'd be a great route to take it, uh, you know. 
the the night hunting just opened up within the last couple of years that became legal so now everyone has thermal you could take those same thermal equipment on a you know on an ar or whatever it is you have it on come down here and shoot nutri at night so there's a lot of okay. um, opportunities i think the challenge is having it tied to private land ownership you know and trespassing and those things right well that's what you were saying when we were in that that marsh or the water whatever y'all call it down here so i mean red we just we just ride you know, and he said we on private land. Well, back home, if you in that much open water, that ain't private land. That's mm. that's public. Yeah. So you would have to know. It's, yeah, it's very, very challenging. All the Louisiana laws about, uh, you know, marshland ownership. And I don't. I'm not going to say what's right or right or wrong. Or you know, I think most states have a law. If it's navigable, it's public. Right. Well, our water passes over so much land and so much water bottoms. It gets very complicated. Yeah. And most of your marshlands are privately owned. Right. And well, you know, that's one thing you're talking about and uh, how destructive they are. There wasn't any islands that we, what I call them, that we didn't come up on that 15 or 20 feet from the edge of the water back was just eat down. Yeah. And with the water coming in and out and that, that steady eroding that and the landowners basically losing land. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there, <laughs> you know, there could be something. Uh, I know other states are, you know, it's almost like down here, you, there's just so many lawsuits. Everyone's scared of getting sued. So if, you know, if you were to say, oh, yeah, I'll let so-and-so hunt neutral, you know, or let the general public hunt neutral on my land, well, they get hurt and then they want to sue you. So yeah. we we just a bad, bad lawsuit type state. So, so I don't blame landowners for being, you know, hesitant and protective. Oh, for sure. I mean, the same way at home. You know, we have a whole problem. And everybody, every time I post something with my YouTube or social media, everybody was like, well, you wouldn't have that problem if you let people just come hunt. But yes. the thing is, if you twist your ankle, if I allow, I don't own any land, but if I did and I allow, I said, you know what? Ten of y'all coming in and just eliminate these hogs. If one of you rolled your ankle, the chances are, it's a very high percentage that you would want to sue me. Right. Because you hurt yourself on land that I allowed you to hunt something you wanted to hunt and and there's a lot of people that say that wouldn't happen but it does the, the whole world is just so money hungry yeah they're, they're just they're, they're wanting to sue somebody over something and uh so i get it if i own land i have a wife and i have two kids that's who's hunting it and i yeah. shouldn't have to worry about if them running into somebody else on my land or even if i gave them permission i shouldn't have to worry about them shooting my wife or my kids or or, or just getting mad because my wife and kids right want, they want to walk on the land you know, they have the right to, to hike. And I'll tell you where instance that was. Uh, this was really a problem, but it could have been a problem. We were, uh, me and my brother went to Texas turkey hunting one time, and they were doing axis hunts, rifle hunts on the same ranch. We were turkey hunting. Well, I mean, we ain't got no orange on. You know, we just walked through the woods. They looking for something spotted, big old axis, spotted axis. We walked into that zone because it's just, it's, it's, it was a high fence area. We're hunting turkey. We got five thousand acres. Well, back then I could, I could cover five thousand acres in half a day. You know, just be walking that old flat ground, and we just ended up in that section. You know, and that that could very well happen. Like we could have been shot thinking, you know, we yeah, walked right. through there. The same thing if you let people hunt your land, right? And I'm not. A, we're not against anybody going hunting. We just I don't think people understand the concept. Yes. That. Hey, you, you can't go because of the, the lawsuit, the, the things that could happen. Right. And I don't own anything. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I'm not saying I just know the rules. Yeah. Right, you know, and right. uh, but like I said, we've been out there today. If I come down here with a boat, my thought would have been as long as we're in this water, we can roll. Mississippi now, no. if you get out of the boat and you touch the land, ain't that right, Red? Mm -hmm. Yes. Like if you want to duck hunt and you pull right. it up, 
right. you're floating. If you get out, touch that up under that water, now you're trespassing. Right. Oh, uh, that happens a lot down there on Tibby Creek, don't it? Yep. So, uh, the 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 land. If you get out of the boat, if you get from the water to the land, you're trespassing. Now, wherever that water happens to be, you know, if it's flooded and you get on up in the woods, that's fine. But if you get out and you touch the land, or if your bullet crosses and gets over on that property, you're trespassing. Wow. Yeah, shoot a duck down that lands on a property, not your duck. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you yeah. get caught retrieving it. And it's so much more complicated here because you used to have so much more marsh land. Right. And the water took it away. Well, now that water is navigable, but mm. the land that used to be there belongs to somebody. Right. So the grid that's laid out on the ownership map still belongs. It could be all water, right. but 30 years ago, there was land there. Right. So, so Red, you was talking about earlier when we got started. This is the way we were hunting. Jared, I, I guess you, you you can explain it better than I can. So, or maybe I can explain it, but we were in a boat. Jared, you were driving. I had the shotgun. Red, you were filming. And that's how you used to beaver hunt. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Yeah. Just kind of back in the old days, not to incriminate anything, yeah. but <laughs> well, we, well, we we had a at that point we had five dollar bounty on beaver tails, right? Uh, because the beavers was you know getting bad too, and uh, that's all we'd do just kind of troll up and down the creek and stuff. And you see a beaver pop up, you'd ease up behind him, right. dispatch him, grab him, flip him over in the boat, and ease on, just keep on going. Yeah. Well, That's interesting. Yeah. So, and, and you have to be out all night. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. we had a lot of beaver. Like I said, the beaver come here. I mean, I don't know the stories on how they brought them here, how they got them here, but I know in the state of Mississippi, it's too many. It's about like the Nutrirat here. They're considered mm -hmm. a nuisance. And, and a lot of people believe that other places like uh, Washington or Seattle, they might need beaver. Utah, when it's dry, you might need a beaver to, you know, dam up a creek right. and hold it up. But in Mississippi, you don't need a beaver no, at all. So, uh, Well, mostly with our terrain, when they start making a dam or damming up a creek or a ditch or something, if they can get water to hold, then it's going to start backing up and killing timber. And mm. in our area, we got a lot of timber, uh, you know, people that grows timber for, for their living and stuff. So uh, they get try to get in there, and as part of our lease that we've got, we've got to manage the beavers. Up and down the creek and the sloughs on the property that that I lease to hunt. Well, I, I I like trapping beaver. I don't, Jared. Do you do much trapping, or you just kind of? No, I don't. You I don't. don't. But you you can't. There are still guys who trap nutrients. Well, I, when I was going through there watching it, and we were shooting them, and I get up on the bank to get a few nutrients off the bank and everything, and I just noticed like all that my mind was like, yeah, we're having fun shooting these out of the boat. I think we killed eighteen or so, mm -hmm. and uh, maybe lost a couple of them, but. I was thinking, dude, you give me about six dozen traps, and I could probably have a hundred. Yeah, because they have like, a defined trail. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, you could see the trail, right? And they're just yeah. all over everything, and it just, like I said, pulling that marsh, basically pulling the roots out of that. So all that's going to wash away, or, right? So I just sitting there thinking, it's like, Damn. but wouldn't you set on that trail, right? Yeah, 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 right, yeah, yeah. Right. And, and you, you, they got—I don't know if they got neutral. I've never targeted neutral. Back home, you catch them in pools, and you catch a few here. You don't have a yeah. whole lot, but I've always just caught them in beaver sets. Yeah. You know, I set a beaver I think we should do it. I, th I know when we talked last year, I was asking you about, you know, if, if we could trap them. I think that'd be a cool yeah, cool way to do it. I believe I believe you could go out just like that if you went out there today and a half a day and said it's only problem would be was just when you find a spot, you need to bet three or four around that, 
you know, because pulling up to a spot, pulling up to a spot, you'd have to flag it just like you catch alligator, yeah. how they do the alligator. You know, you've right. got your flags or your right. crab bot. Yeah, see, back in the day, the, the muskrat, they would just, they would walk. You know, you had yeah. enough marshlands and you would set your rows and walk. Right. And uh, they'd carry a sack on their back and, okay. you know, and, and run their traps that way. Okay. Well, yeah, because we we're just, we we're just trolling basically. Up and down the little right. Banks. We were we were going up and down a, a ridge, you know. And you just see um, them, you see them, and holler shoot, and <laughs> we shoot, and sometimes red. They just the, the gun just aim a little different, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a little problem that time or two with a couple of shots there. <laughs> <laughs> so we lost the bead on my on my gun. So we were trying to look through the yeah, bead it's hole. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what it was. That's what it yeah, was. yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> nah, we we put it on them pretty good. Yeah. So I, like I said, I enjoyed it. Now, Jared, like I said, you got a YouTube channel called uh, Outside the Levees, mm -hmm. and uh, you do all kind of things. So, what kind of got you started, or what is your main thing? I guess you would say, or yeah. Just so I. Uh, I went to college to learn. Uh, filmmaking and video and, and all the things. Um, and I enjoyed it, and I didn't quite know what I was going to do with it. You know, there was a big... The movie industry was just arriving in New Orleans and Louisiana at the time, so I figured maybe I could get into that. But what I learned about that, doing that as a living, is it's very long hours. You know, they work 16-hour days, you know, very... It's a, it's a grueling way to make a living. Uh, the people who do it love it, I think, but it's, you know, they still... It's, it's tough. So I figured, well, I'll just get into video now that I know the basics of how to make videos and the business of all that. So I, I started out just uh, uh, making videos. You know, we made some real estate videos. And for about two or three years after college, I couldn't get it to where I was getting enough work consistently to just do that full time. So I started thinking, I'm like, man, what are some things that, you know, because at the time, they had a, a good handful of videographers around, people who, who could be hired to do it. But I was like, I need to find some, some, some like a, a direction to take this rather than just casting a wide net. What, what are some things that you can make videos about where there's money to be made, you know, and stuff that I enjoy? And that's where kind of I followed the outdoor, I guess, path in video. Right. Well, and that's when it really happened quickly because there weren't a lot of guys in Louisiana at the time who could run a camera, who could edit. Right. So I, you know, once I made that kind of career path choice, it happened really quickly for me. And I got hired on and found work really quickly. Right. Uh, making outdoor videos. So I was... I would make a lot of web videos, you know, duck call companies and, and yeah. boat companies. And then I got hired to do a TV show with a guy named Greg Hackney. Okay. He was the host. He's a wonderful bass fisherman host, really funny, charismatic guy. Could do it all. Right. He could hunt. He could fish. He could deer hunt. He could coon hunt. He just really had a skill in the outdoors, and he had a skill to be in front of the camera. He was hilarious. People loved him. And I learned everything really from watching him. Okay. From being behind the camera for him. Right. He taught me how to be on camera, yeah. I feel like. Yeah. That's that's kind of like me me and you, Red, ain't it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so Red's got a TikTok. 
<laughs> Red Ray 8789. Yeah. So if y'all he's a welder and he does TikTok. So how, how come you remember that better than I can? <laughs> <laughs> so uh so yeah, well I followed that for a while. I did the TV show and I had, you know, this jobs would come and there wasn't like I said, there wasn't a lot of guys in my area who did that. So if you were like, Man, we're an outdoor company and we need a video, there's yeah. like one or two guys to call and I got most of the calls. That's you awesome. Know? That's awesome. And uh but it, it became to something where I would I was watching the folks I was working for and I was watching their businesses grow and I realized, wait a minute, you know, I'm I'm building something for them. At the end of the day, they own it. So if they have a good year, you know, they get the benefit and as they should. Yeah, you right, know, right, they're yeah. they're yeah, the yeah. ones who started it. And so but I started to feel like I wanted to build something for me. You yes. know, and I was paying attention to what was going on YouTube and, and, and you know, seeing a few f- folks start to really make a good living at it. And I, I said, man, well, I better start before it's too late. <laughs> you know, right. so in 20, late 2020 is when I made the decision to do it. And by that point, I wasn't sure how I was going because I'd spent so much time behind the camera filming other people. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really sure how to film myself. Right. I still felt like I was going to need a cameraman or something. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't know how that was going to work. So my first maybe 15, 20 videos are still me going with other people. All right, I'll hold the camera. You do this. And then you hold the camera. While I do that. And That's right. I still hadn't really put it together. Thank, I, you know, I was comfortable being on camera by that point from coaching people for so long. Yeah. I, I, it's not like I froze up. Right. You know, and I was always comfortable cooking because that's, you know, to me, yeah. I feel like that's one of my higher skill sets is the way I cook and what I can do in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of confidence when I'd get in the kitchen on camera, um, you know, and, and had a decent amount of confidence as an outdoorsman. There were certain things that I would probably learn over the course of YouTube that I got better at. Yeah. You know, if I learned something was popular on YouTube or, or, or got views, I would kind of teach myself what I needed to know about it. Yeah. If it wasn't my forte, because when I got into this, my favorite things to do were duck hunt and, and fish. Right. And over time, I learned, well, just because I like that doesn't mean that it's going to be a popular subject on YouTube. For everybody else. And that's right. I've learned that too. You know, I mean, I do hog trapping on mine and I love to do hog trapping, but I also like to deer hunt. I also mm-hmm. like, I mean, I love this Nutrat hunt. I like, I like the coon trap. I like to do all those things. And then some things everybody else just don't like. Right. You know, but I like it. And then some of the things like, well, I got to keep catching these hogs because that's what they like. That's, that's, what, that's, yeah. that's what's bringing the yeah. views or the money, you know. And Was and, it something you were already pretty good at before YouTube, though? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I already had a Facebook following right. to, due to the hog trapping. Yeah. So, yeah. but since Facebook wasn't paying, and everybody was like, well, you need to try YouTube, you yeah. know? And I remember, yeah. like I said, you started 2020. I think I started in 2020 because I remember telling my wife, which I wasn't married at the time, I was like, if we could just make enough money to make a house payment, you know, I'll be satisfied. And yeah. then three years later, you're doing this for a living. I know. You know, and 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 and, and I'm blessed enough to do it for a good living. You, you know? Do so, you remember, like, you know, the, the months where you were making like 300 bucks a month, 600 bucks a month, and you're like, there's no way I'm ever going to get to a point where I can yeah. live on this. Yeah. Like, you, you know, you just remember feeling like there's just no way yeah. I could get to where I'm making enough money. You and know? It's, it's not easy. A lot no. of people think it's, go post a video. I always tell people, I was blessed. We got very lucky. So, I mean, it's, yeah. but it's for a lot of people. You know, they can do the same thing I do, and it just don't hit. They can do the same thing. And there's better people that do this far as, like, I'm not the best hog trapper. 
I don't I don't think that's you know? what it is. I think it's yeah. personality. Yeah, it might be. Really if you do. can just overcome that lack of talking. <laughs> you, you <laughs> yeah, if we could ever get him talking, yeah, he'd have him, one hell of a YouTube channel. Get him out of that shell. Uh, no, no I, 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 see, that's where I got I think it's personality. It's yeah. something that magnetizes people once it's released out there on in you know amongst all of us right. you know there's uh, you who knows how many of us are putting out videos each week but I, I honestly do feel like there's something about our personalities that are helping some of us and maybe holding some of the other ones back yeah you know yeah. well it's hard my, my son's just starting it and i could very well boost him to get his numbers he needs to kind of be ready by the time he gets out of high school and like I tell him but it's all about that talking as well and he's trying to get better at it you know because he's just yeah. always been a quiet kid unless you're you know how kids are they're quiet unless they get around their friends and like if you could talk like you do when you're around your friends you can interact with that camera like you do with your friends your personality will come out and people will follow that because at the end of the day people want to feel good and if you can bring them something that makes them feel good you know I think it it, it just helps in general, now there's a lot of people on YouTube that just want misery, misery for everybody, and <laughs> and I get a ton of it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I prefer watching something that would make me feel good or smile while I'm watching, opposed to somebody ranting and carrying on uh, about. You just get a, when you're watching a channel, and I'm I'm very thankful that I'm friends with a lot of the channels I watch, mm -hmm. but I'm not friends with all of them, and yeah. some of them I have never talked to. And you just get a feeling about that person when you're watching it. You're yeah. like, there's something about this person I like, whether it be just how much they love what they're doing right. or the way that they speak to you while they're doing it. Like I think yeah. K-Fred is a great example right. of someone who really had no video experience, period, but when he's doing whatever he's doing, the way that he says it, you feel like he's your friend. That's right. You yeah, know, kind of like you, Red. Me. <laughs> Most of them I get on there. You know, you look just like my grandpa. <laughs> now that you say it. <laughs> I seen my grandpa do that one time. Yeah. Red, day in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Well, Red, uh, tell me a little bit about you. As well, because we want to get you involved. We don't want you to just. Everybody likes red on my on my YouTube. They, they like that that feel that we that we that vibe that we get. Mainly, I'm tearing up everything, and <laughs> <laughs> and you're trying to fix it or figure well, it out. Give like, me something to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he used to work for Atmos Gas Company. Mm-hmm. Atmos it, Energy. It was, uh, it was Mississippi Valley Gas when I started, and then Atmos bought them out as a crew leader. So uh, we went and installed gas lines, fixed leaks, welded on the steel lines, even you know, with a gas in it. Sometimes with it coming out of it. Yeah. So. Well, I remember when I worked for the city down there, we, we had to call you a few times on maybe you know welding something back together after we might been digging in a ditch <laughs> or something. Like that. <laughs> I call well, red. <laughs> well, if there's one thing about it, if I could see through the ground, I, w I wouldn't yeah. have. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing right now. <laughs> Oh, but it, which way? But like I said, Red's got some old stories from hunting and and whatnot, and we'll get into that in some other episodes as well. But like I said, was this your first neutral rat hunt? This was it. This was it. This was mine first too. So and I I enjoyed it. I tell you what, it uh, things change throughout your life, and I used to love to stay on the water and hunting and stuff and duck hunting, and I hadn't been out on the water. This is the first time. Matter of fact, I've been on the water and probably 20 years or so yeah. and 
on that boat ride out this morning, it was just, it was good. It felt good being out in the open on the water and riding and right. looking at the sun come up and right. the day the Lord done put out there for us to go enjoy. And it was a good day. I mean, Amen. it wasn't too cold, wasn't too hot. You know, the, the rats was running. Yeah. And uh, like I said, they- Almost saw an alligator. <laughs> yeah, I almost saw an alligator. I did see an alligator. <laughs> I almost saw him up close. <laughs> but yeah, so Rick called me before we come down here, Jared. He called me. I was just going down the road or whatever and talked to him. I said, Man, you got to go with me. Well, I got this and I got that. And then finally he called back by a couple hours later. He's like, You know what? I done talked myself into it. I said, well, I ain't no hurry getting down there, so you take your time, do what you need to do. I love it that this is what y'all came down to, too, because most people, vast majority of people come here and go fishing. This yeah. is world-class fishing around here. Really? Oh, yeah. Really? This is, oh, my goodness. The fishing, yeah, this is, people come from all over the world to stay in these little cabins where we are today to go fishing right here. And we out here shooting rats. Y'all out here shooting rats. <laughs> and that, but I love that. I love that. I think that's like, I love... That to me, like, you know, that to me is YouTube because yeah. we skipped past the whole world-class fishing park, went right into the rack. Go, go to the well, that's but the versatility that's of this yeah, area. YouTube, you know. The versatility of this area right, right here. Right. You know, you can fish, you can hunt. I mean, yeah. that, was, that hog looked like a buffalo standing up there this morning running down through there. So <laughs> you got you. hogs, nutrient fishing. And I would have burned him if I didn't think it was a cow. I, ain't no I just doubt. don't understand. One he time, almost become a star, movie star. <laughs> He wanted to, but then he changed his mind. I said, man, that's the second time I've ever seen a hog that I thought it was something different. Really? And and it's funny because, like I said, I've caught thousands of hogs. And that's the second time I really thought it was a cow standing there. It took me a minute to kind of focus in. I'm like, is it a hog? And the other time was I was coming around a curve going to a hog trap. Had a had a pen full of hogs. And I was coming, when I said around the curve, it was some Sudan planted, kind of like corn or whatever. And I was coming around the Sudan road. And when I come around it, it run across the road, and I swear it had a black tail <laughs> and a long one. And, I, and uh, I said, it ain't no way that was a hog. Like, you know, when you go going hunting, if you're going deer hunting, and you're walking through the woods, anything you see move, you think that's a deer. Yeah, right. I'm going to hogs, and that was the last thing I thought it was. Wow. I, was like, I said, that's a black panther. <laughs> and I'm not, and I'm not one to believe in Black Panthers and and, uh, and Bigfoots. But I was like, so I stopped in the road and I got out, and I had a 22 mag, and I jumped out the truck and I jumped in the, and I had my trailer behind. I jumped on the trailer. I said, well, if it's a Black Panther, I said I'm gonna show the world. Right. And I jumped out, and all of a sudden, come out the when it come out of the ditch, and it come out of the other Sudan patch into the wide open field. It was a hog come running across there. And I said, that shapeshifter right there. I said, <laughs> I said it was a black panther. <laughs> and I went to shoot that hog. And I told that story. I said, I ain't, I'm just telling you. And, uh, and my buddy come down there on the land after I shot the hogs. He come down there. And we went over there across the road. And it was hog tracks across the road. And I was like, I don't care what, I don't care what the track said. <laughs> I saw a black panther. So that's the second time I looked at a I looked at a hog and saw something totally different. Hey, I didn't see it till after y'all said something. I, all I saw yeah. was it kind of jumping, running off. But uh, it, it's funny because, like I said, when you do something, everything like when you're turkey hunting, 
Anything that moves, that's turkey. a turkey. Yeah. Deer hunting, anything that moves, that's de- your mind right. is focusing on that's what the animal is. Right. Well, and that's what got you this morning. You were thinking nutria. You weren't thinking hog. Yeah. So <laughs> that big, you know, it like kind of. a cow. Yeah. <laughs> this is like my daddy one time. Me and my daddy come around a curve. Been turkey hunting. <laughs> and Red knows my daddy. We've been turkey hunting. We come around a curve and a, and a big old gobbler was bowed up on a hen in the middle of the road, gravel road. And he was facing us, looking at us with his wings out. He got her up under, but we couldn't see it. And at the same exact time, we looked at one another and said, Is that a monkey? Because <laughs> 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 it looked just like a, it looked like a chimp with his, yeah. with his arms out looking at us. And uh, by that time, an old hen popped out from under him, you know what? Uh, <laughs> yeah, she knew so. I said, well, we finna shoot that monkey. Yeah. <laughs> Did y'all get it? Oh, yeah. Come on. <laughs> wow. Hey, at least he, he yeah. went out on top. Yeah, he was on our land. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, oh, but yeah. So I, I don't know. I, like I said, I see a lot of things in the woods, you know. But yeah, I guess you ever heard a bobcat scream in the woods? Man, we don't have a lot of bobcats in this yeah. area. They just started showing up. It's almost kind of like a scream, like a scream, like that. You know, sound, I ain't say it sounds like a woman, but it's yeah, it's very screechy when it's out there, and all of a sudden it ain't no like no wildcat, rawr, right, 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 right. You know, but a red fox too. A red fox is out there, and it, it's got a little squeal on it. You just sit there and run the hair up on yeah. your neck. Yeah, when everything gets cool, what's about the what's about the weirdest thing you ever seen in the woods, Red? Bear. <laughs> I didn't see him. It was full daylight that morning, but that song gone was there. I'm telling you. Hey, hold up. Uh, I said, Red, what's the greatest thing you ever seen in the woods? A bear. I didn't see him. Well, well, I'm going to tell you what. It was was late late spring. The canopy was over in the trees. It was before daylight. I knew where I was going, so I didn't need a light. That bear went to growling and carrying on. Me and my buddy was down there, and he didn't have a gun. I can't talk him into going hunting with me no more. He said, you just brought me down here because you knew you could you could outrun me. Yeah. So, so I'd end up being bear bait. <laughs> I said, well, I knew you had that old gimp foot, but you know. <laughs> I didn't see him, but I know it, what it was. You know it was a bear. I know you? it was a bear. Buddy of mine over on the next ridge called me. Said, "You hear that bear?" Yeah, I said, "Yeah, I heard it." I'm about thirty foot from him when he started. Yeah, he was probably going out here red. He's probably trying to get out of there. Yeah. Well, well I still hunt that bottom. He don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I remember we had a bear where I used to live, and I uh, didn't know nothing about bears. And we had a lady, uh, called sheriff's department. Says she had, had a big old bear. Had a big old orange collar on it. Well, I had a dog at the time had a big old orange collar on it. He's about a 100-pound lab. And he uh, <laughs> didn't call the law. He didn't got over across the road, got up on the wood pile, stood up there, looked at it. He, <laughs> she called him. She said, there's a bear over here. She didn't call the law in. My dog over there trying to get a biscuit off the back porch. He just stood up on the, on the wood pile. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, at least I ain't the only one to see things around here. But anyway, y'all ever had any big accidents or anything you think of? Well, I mean, like with dealing with animals, like do you deal with alligators or anything? Or do you? Um, yeah, I'll do. I'll do alligator hunts. You know, every couple of years, and uh, it's it's generally pretty safe. Um, you know, it's it the 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 most dangerous things are, are the small. You know, like 
the, 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 you, you get poked by a shrimp and then you get a bacteria in your hand. You know, it's always something like that where... Uh, that would definitely be me, Red. Right, yeah. right. It's like something bacteria related or... Uh, yeah, you know something like that. Even what you know, I like to hunt with dogs. Any type of hunt with dogs. So we'll go run the hog dogs. And, yeah, you yeah. know your dogs will get cut every once in a while. Uh, pretty you. bad. I but see down um, there in Florida when we went gator hunt down there in Florida, that water was so black, and I mean it, two inches of water could look. You didn't know if it was twenty five foot of water. Mm. But everywhere you stepped, alligator just float up. Yeah, we got them about that bad here. They're yeah. that bad here, but we, you know, they don't. I'll hear, you know, every couple of years somebody's duck dog got lost to one. Right. A guy I hunted with recently said he lost a rabbit dog to one. Um, but thankfully, no, you know, you know, when normally when people are having problems, it's you know being careless on a boat, yeah. you know, not wearing a life jacket and you know in the dark stuff like that. Um, the situation I said, like you know, you get cut. You know, by something on the boat or yeah. poked by a catfish or shrimp, whatever you get, and you, you had, know. And you have to be careful because, like I said, the way we were hunting Nutra, you can be in a moving boat. With a loaded gun. With a loaded yeah, gun. That's your biggest, right. And it's not that you're not being safe, but things just happen. Things happen. Click the motor a little bit, guy loses his feet. That's right. You know, things like that can happen. Yes. So, you know, we're back home, we're supposed to have the, the motor killed, you know, to be able to shoot out of a boat, I think right. that's right. Ain't that right? right. Yeah. Motor's got to be killed. It's, it's got to be out of the water. You can float, but... Yeah, yeah. most motor. species, that's how it is. Yeah, because that's how Red <clears> used to hunt them. <throat> he, right. would, he would... They would they would cut the motor off and pull a, pull a prop out of the water and then, then shoot the beaver. And <laughs> yeah, that's how Red used to do it. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. He did all them steps. <laughs> <laughs> well, moving along. Yeah. Moving right along. <laughs> so it was, it was a lot, too, shooting beaver out of a boat back in the day, you know. So. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I know ignorance ain't no, what did what he say? Somebody, ignorance of the law is not an excuse. Yeah, it's not an excuse. Yeah. But yeah I no, use the, it the more danger there is the nutrient isn't completely dead and you go to grab it and then they bite you. That's right. you know that's more your accident that yeah. happens when you and they got them. some pretty good teeth on them like they a got beaver. Some damn good yeah. teeth. Oh, uh, yeah. and they would. Uh, I mean, I could tell. You, I didn't mind that's, when I was reaching down there to grab them. You know, I just tried to go and grab them, throw them in the boat best I could. You know, in case he, right. you know he wasn't all the way gone. You know, that's right. I can't afford. See, my wife likes me to rub her back. So I don't be rubbing a bag just, with nine. I yeah, want to make sure I got all you ten. You just be rubbing with a nub. <laughs> It'd be like knuckles. <laughs> it's like when they rub your back with just the knuckles and down in the spine. We hunted uh, hogs the other day in the marsh with the dogs. And, man, it, you know, it was an area where I hadn't seen that many nutrients so long. Yeah. Man, them poor dogs were coming back all cut up in the face from trying to you know, wrestle with trying the nutrient. Trying to get a nutrient yeah. rat, yeah. We spent the entire day pulling dogs off a of nutrient. Oh. Man, well, they all definitely got them down here in the damage. And I hope if you, like I said, if you listen to the po- podcast, I hope you don't watch the YouTube, see the damage they do. Because the thing is, when it comes to the what I call real life, a lot of people, like the hogs, okay, they can see the damage that a hog does to a, a, a row crop, to a pasture, to a food plot. And then, people, and then the people that don't hunt, I guess what I'm trying to get at. And they're like, okay, hogs cause damage. Yes. So I understand, right. in quotations, I understand why you need to do it. You shoot a bunch of rats. You know, and people might, well, I don't understand. And you show them why and you give them a little education. Right. You know, because I forget sometimes. I do so much with YouTube with hogs. 
sometimes I forget to be the educational person. I'm just having the fun. Yes. You know, to me, right. which is fun. Right. And forget to tell people that that don't understand why we're actually doing this. You know, I posted yeah. a, a YouTube, I mean, a Facebook uh, reel today of my beaver trap because I beaver trap. And the first thing you get is, is people on there, you know, calling you Satan basically because mm-hmm. you killed this beaver. And then some people are like, show up. Well, I don't know why this keeps coming to my news feed. I don't like this kind of stuff. It's because those kind of people keep commenting on stuff <laughs> that gets it in their in their news feed. You, yeah, know? you don't have to stop long. If you stop on something just yeah. for a few seconds, that algorithm realizes, oh, you stopped? Okay. It. And, it, like, and it finds yeah. it. You know, but you try to be educational. You can't always just give them all the answers yeah. in one. You know, just like with my YouTube, my number one question is, and it's it's so many times, what do you do with the hogs? What do you do with the hogs? I got 318 videos out there that tells me just keep watching or, <laughs> or keep following. Like, I can't stop and explain every... But yeah, I forget sure, I forget sure. because I do it so often. Right. I forget to tell people in some of the videos. Yeah. You know, just because I'm just so used to doing yeah. it. And uh, I think sometimes I just... I try to want to get, like, you, uh, Robert Arrington with Deer Meat for Dinner, like, the educational part of it because I'm just so used to just doing a job. You know, just like when you used to weld, you just you could just jump in there and weld, mm-hmm. but you might have forgot that you need to be explaining to somebody else why right. are we doing it this way mm-hmm. or how we, you know, and whatnot. So, uh, but any which way. So when it comes to YouTube and the podcast, that's what the podcast is for. Maybe slow it down a little bit, talk about what we've done, give the education part of it, and then YouTube, I've got to learn to slow down and give the educational part of it as well, just so that it does help people. Because some people really want to learn and then some people don't, you know, but I try, right. you know, and, and I try to go back to like when they do the Swamp People episodes, I never cared one bit why they were doing it. <laughs> Not one bit did I care. You're I like, just there for the action. I'm just there for the action. Yeah. But nowadays, but I couldn't type on that TV to that TV show to to say anything. Where YouTube is, they can type in every question, every yeah, comment, right, right. every good or bad, right? you know, and and... So basically, I just wanted to see action. So I just would give people action. Yeah, right. And right. now I think you just got to give. I think you, you don't have to. I think it just helps on some of it to give the educational part of it. Right. Like I said so. But that's good because think about it this way: How long you, you've been doing it? About three years. Yeah. And majority of your videos are hog trapping videos. So now you have the next three years to work on the educational side. Right. And to you know. That's right. If you just keep doing them the way you were doing them for the first three years, you might be all right. I'm not saying you yeah, won't yeah, be, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it gives you, the creator, a reason to want to keep doing them. Right. Because you're like, oh, man, I forgot the education. Okay, well, in this next one, I'm going to talk about That's this right. part of it. It's, gro- it's growth in it. and it's you know, a lot. And, and, and you have to watch because people really people want to see you grow, succeed, and some people want to say it, and then when you do succeed, they're not really into it because, like I said, I get people on Facebook all the time. I say, hey, I'm moving all my videos to YouTube because I'm making a living at it. Mm-hmm. But then they're like, well, you forget about us who made you. I'm like, you got to stop worrying about I know it. And we have think. talked about you that. That's my stop. number thing. Is You got to stop worrying about what these people think. Man. Yeah. I'm sorry, but I, there's no way to do this sustainably and care about what they think. Right. And that's what me and you've had a long conversation yeah. about it is, is, is trying to stay out of those comments to where it affects, you know. And then I try to explain it the next time. You know of what somebody might yeah. have said or something, and then you're gonna about once or twice a week have someone say something that is that is valuable that causes you to stop and think. Like, 
you know, that would make my video better. Or, you know what, I do agree with what they said. Next time I am going to try what they're offering. Right. But the 99.9% .9 you have to block it out, right. even the good. Because I think that for me, I had to go to a process where I just love myself and I accept myself for my faults and my strengths. So what they say, good yeah. or bad, doesn't really matter in the end of it. Because mm -hmm. this is my profession. This is my job. This is what I chose to do for a living. It's probably the only option I had left. Like, I'm not, you yeah. know, handy. I can't go build a place like we're in today. You know, right. I can't, you know, there's lots of things I can't do. But I can make these videos. And I do love to do it. And I feel like I'm doing it for the right reasons. I feel like, you know, if it's, if it's something I'm not so skilled at, you'll see that. Right. You know, and and I'm okay with that. And if it's something I'm very skilled at, you'll notice that too. Right. And whatever you say about it is really kind of on you. That's a, that that's a reflection of the way you feel about yourself. Uh -huh. So when they get on there and they're telling me I did it wrong or whatever, it you know, to me I may feel like, well, yeah, you know, I did, because that's that that's because I'm not the best at it, or I just started doing it recently, or yes, I did it perfectly the way I wanted to do it. You just would do it differently. But whatever they say is about something they're feeling about themselves. It's either an insecurity they have to see us doing something maybe they want to be doing. Maybe they wish they were in our position. Right. So when they see us do it a certain way and they say, oh, no, 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 do it this way or try it this way. Maybe they wish they were in our shoes creating the videos, but they just can't. Right. You know, but it's just something about them. To say, It's not about you. It's right. about them. Whatever they're saying if it's negative and ugly, it's because they have some kind of negative, ugly view of themselves. Right. And if it's positive and uplifting, it's because they love themselves. Right. And they're sharing that with you. But that still doesn't have to influence you and in why you do it. Right. You got to let, you, you, yeah. in order to do this sustainably, I really feel like you got to get to a point where you can let it go completely. Right. And just let it be what it is. Right. And, I, and I think it's just been hard for me because. Mine was built on the interaction of the people. Like yes. I would, right. if I had a thousand comments, I used to reply to reply to, a to all thousand. So I think, and that's my hard part. It's like I don't mind the people that just show up and know nothing about me to make a rude comment. It's like, I, but if I seen you come up sixteen times in the last year, and then all of a sudden you hit me with something that's like they're dealing with something in their lives right. that's making and them I think tell that's, that to you. So. Or something from their past that they didn't deal with that keeps them that way. Right. So you got to let that go. And, you know, I quit replying as, as much, you know, I don't reply much at all. But one thing we can do is do live things, you know, yeah. like, hey, guys, you know, I'm just, I'm too busy to reply. I got, you know, my family's a priority, whatever. Go live. Give them a chance to come and talk to you, you know? <laughs> or, or We're not laughing at you. <laughs> so, you got grilled going live? Oh, Lord. <laughs> Oh, what y'all did, my boy Red, man? Come on. <laughs> we was coming down here yesterday. And Red, like he said, he big on TikTok. He's like, you going to go live? Because I was driving, so it wouldn't kick him off. How many you got on TikTok? What, followers? Yeah. Uh, 10,000 and something. Yeah. He got enough to get make about ten, twelve dollars a month right now. Yeah, well, I'm I'm nine dollars seventy three cents right now. And then he goes, I ain't got my money though. I said, Well, you check your PayPal account. Well, I I got an email from him, but uh, <laughs> he said, but I ain't got the app. <laughs> he, didn't, he said, I can't find it. Anyway, he was going through there. So yesterday he goes live. And you know how when you go live or anything, you have an option where somebody can join you. Yeah. All right. yeah well, he yeah. thought that meant 
so and such wants to join, like he thought that means they just jump jump on, like they can still see you. Like let's add more people to the to the live. He hit join, and this black girl from Jamaica showed up on there. Mm-mm. I'm talking about. Why did she want to join your live? Really? I, I, don't, I guess she thought I looked but handsome. That's, that's I'm driving. That's all I heard. About. <laughs> well, you all handsome, Red. <laughs> Just, I'm driving and Red's talking, and all of a sudden I heard, "Are you ready to play?" <laughs> and I was like, "So <laughs> I had to let off the gas." <laughs> I kept hearing them rumble strips going. To <laughs> and she's like, "Are you ready?" To? And I couldn't tell. She was like, "Are you ready to play? Or are you ready to pay?" You know. And I'm this time, I'm kind of looking over what's going on. And I, I looked over, and there's a little old black girl on there, and I'm like, in my mind, I still hadn't clicked on that it's just somebody jumped on the live feed right. that it's probably going to be a scammer or she's right. whatever. I'm thinking Red had a fan that he's done just let on there. Sure, yeah. And anyway, <laughs> so Red, she's uh, like, I, I mean, there ain't a button that said it. it ain't no back button or delete. Yeah, once you, you let them on, yeah, yeah. there ain't no easy way to let them uh-uh. off. Oh, so my Red God. Said, Red said, where are you from? She said, I'm from Jamaica. He said, okay. And he thought she said something else. To, to T- Tampica. I played golf over there in, over there in western Louisiana at a Tampica golf course. And I, asked her, I said, you from Tampica, Louisiana? And she went to saying something else. Yeah. Are you ready to play? And, yeah, because uh, they do those challenges. Like, I'm going to get my followers to put more stars or whatever. You know, yeah, I that, didn't know. That's probably what she was looking for. Really, she was a nice looking girl. So, it wasn't like it was a bulldog on there, but I was. <laughs> it wasn't a Nutrat. Huh? Yeah, it wasn't no. a Nutrat. It wasn't a Nutrat. <laughs> so I was looking, and I was like, wow. and I'm and I'm over here mumbling, so it ain't loud on TikTok. I'm like, you're gonna have to get her off. You got to get her off. Because when I heard, "Are you ready to play?" which it sits more into my head that that's what she said now. I'm thinking she's finna get naked on the show. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I didn't right, know what was right. gonna happen. Yeah, and yeah. I'm yeah. frantically looking for this. I got to get out of him button, and so I can't find it. You hit the pause button. Yes, I paused. <laughs> he moved, muted her, and then you can't see nothing. He, all he's got all this stuff to come up on the screen, like, yeah. like analytics and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that's how they make money on TikTok. They do these like, I'll go live, you go live, and then our followers, who you know, mine will if they if mine put up more stars or whatever the metric is. I get, I win. I get yeah. the money. Oh, that's probably what oh. she was doing. Okay, it's like, well, that oh, definitely okay. ain't what yeah. I was thinking. Yeah. She's wanting to play. Yeah, that's but, probably what so she meant. We were about, and that's why it was so random because she probably just goes through the list and picks people on live and and does that all day long. And he just thought it would just add more people to join. Yeah. Like he's just like, okay, yeah. we got ten followers. If I hit join, yeah, it'll be- add more. No, yeah, yeah, she wanted to do a, a battle. Oh. I think they call it battle. Yeah, she's yeah. battling. But, uh, so he would have won too, Red. <laughs> no offense, but she licked you. So when he couldn't see her no more on the screen, he's looking at analytics or whatever. He's like, I got her paused. And we're sitting there talking. And you know what happens when you're, when you're fisting to talk about somebody. Oh, my God. And, it, and just the Lord's with us. And we weren't going to talk about her bad. I was, right, just, I was right. just probably going to be like, I think she's wanting to play more than just stars. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was just this close to talking it. And all of a sudden, his daughter calls. Ooh, right. Shut it down. And she goes, 
you ain't paused yet because that's what he said. <laughs> oh, she was watching <laughs> it. Oh my they god, can, they can still hear us. You know, it wasn't paused on our end, oh and we're sitting there talking god. mess. He's like, "Well, I got it paused. I'm trying to figure this out." No, no, no. I'm just—it's on the tip of my tongue. Of like, you know, yeah, right. just maybe talking a little guy right, talk in the, right, in the truck. Right, right. <laughs> and she called. She said, Daddy, you ain't paused. <laughs> he said, we still hear you. <laughs> so, uh, we just finally just disconnected the whole thing, so we scrapped yep, this idea. That's your best bet. Nah, YouTube Live, you should have a little bit more control, a little bit more. <laughs> With TikTok, I told me, I don't know. I don't know what to do. That's but I, funny. But I really thought, I was like, what's she know about welding? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what it is. I thought, well, she either going to ask a question about welding or trapping or something, because I told them, y'all, <laughs> y'all were there with me. But, I thought, yeah, I said, that's funny. I said, she want to oh. see your weld rod. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> he said, you better stop. That's funny. Oh, but any which way. That's why old folks don't need to be on stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, right. We don't know nothing about it. Stay in your lane. Yeah, I got off of TikTok. I, you know, I really, I quit doing shorts altogether. I, I didn't, I just yeah. couldn't justify the time I was spending not only creating the short content, but managing it, replying. Yeah, it is so hard. I was like, you know, I could put that time into creating more YouTube videos. Yeah, that's what just, I like. I like doing my YouTube, but like I said, it is, I got the YouTube, I got the Facebook, I got the TikTok, I got the Instagram, which only Instagram I only use to push, I use it to edit my yeah. photos and I push my YouTube or let everybody right. know. Right. You know, but it is. It's still a. It's a funny way. I say funny, like a lot of people. I used to tell people like, I didn't see that as like a real job. You know what I mean? And yeah. then once you get on this end of it, it's like, it's a real job for us because we ain't out there in sports bras and and gyms and yeah, you know, right. we're out there doing real stuff. So, uh, you know, we don't get followers based off our looks. We get followers based off our, our work ethic, our personality, right. real personality, you know. So, any hoes, but I don't know. Like you said, you were telling me earlier, just got to let some of that go in the comment section. And and uh, what about you, Red? You ever get any hate or, or is it just hard being perfect? Well, usually when you're perfect. <laughs> well, you know, uh, what can I say? No, it's, it's always somebody, you know, got something negative to say about, uh, well, I wouldn't do it this way. Well, you did this wrong. Well, I, you know, I, I did one the other day on gas welding, and somebody said, you got it too hot. Well, because you're welding with a torch, you got to melt it before it'll stick together, yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah. But that's, you know, stuff like it. One fellow. How long have you been welding for? Uh, for 56 years. I started trying when I was <laughs> so 10 years old. Somebody on the Internet telling the man. That ain't even our age. That ain't, you know? ain't even ain't even. Ain't even but that's age. what I'm getting at is you just yeah. it and, can't it, you yeah. can't let it into you can't let it in. Yeah. I, I've got a truck that I built that I weld off of and it's in some of y'all y'all uh, videos and stuff. But it's uh, a guy the other day said, "Well, that's a nice looking truck, but uh, I'd have put a visor on it and put the original grill back in it if it was mine. Yeah. But it's not mine." Yeah. I yeah. told him back, "Thank you." <laughs> Yeah. It's it's just a and and in some ways people just don't know how to relate unless they're saying something about themselves yeah. too, you know, like and I'm a positive person, but I did a job for twenty years, twenty two years, where I had to keep people alive and electric on a line crew. So I kinda see where you find the negative. You can find the negative in everything. In anything, yeah. Because yeah. my job was, if you didn't show the negative or you didn't explain, 
that you know that right. somebody could die. Yeah, consequences. Yeah. So, right, I could yeah. see. Yeah. So I get it because I had to find what was wrong in everything that we did, not necessarily just just bring it to a light. Say, hey, we might need to do it this way because your left hand gets killed if you're doing it with your left hand today. You know. So I get people, but sometimes, like you said, it's just your truck, and people just cannot leave it alone. I need to say something about. They're not going to, you know. know. I mean, and, you know, and you just accept all that as part of it, and and I think even something like that, that's probably I wouldn't even look at that as negative. It's just that's how they relate to you and to the world by saying something about them, you yeah. know. But one thing, that's what I'm saying. It's about them. It's yeah. not about you. Whatever they're saying is about them. It's right. something they feel in them. Yeah. When I cook something and they tell me I forgot to add cayenne pepper, yeah. Because they have a preference for cayenne pepper. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not that I'm stupid and I don't know how to cook and I should have put cayenne. Right. They have a preference for cayenne. They yeah. may say, think I'm stupid for not putting cayenne, yeah. but I'm not. Right. I just didn't want to add cayenne pepper. Right. Well, a lot of people thought I was stupid when I cooked them fuzzy wuzzies out of that hog. Some old hog nuts, <laughs> put them in that rain with noodles. <laughs> how was it? It really wasn't that bad. Uh huh. I'm just a, so when it comes to meat, I'm really, I can just do salt and pepper and be fine. Mm-hmm. And it needed more than it that. It needed some cayenne. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It, <laughs> it needed some cayenne. That's funny. But anyway, we're going to end on that note and uh, appreciate everybody who's listening today. Jared, I appreciate you inviting us down. I appreciate you yes, doing sir. this. Red. We still got a road trip home. Yeah. Ain't no telling what's going to happen. That's it. Better watch uh, I want to thank Jared, too. He's been a great host, and I've just had a blast today. Yeah. Amen. Did that. Well, <clears throat> well, I hate I didn't kill the biggest one. I just had to leave it to big man Jack down there <laughs> smoking those neutrals. That's right. And uh, and for Red, knocking the hide off the top a few of them. <laughs> <laughs> but either which way, I appreciate y'all enjoying this episode of the podcast. Don't forget to go to yachtyacht.com and the YouTube and the book face and everything else we got going on. Thank y'all so much. Y'all know how it goes. I hope y'all have a good one. God bless it as always. Jesus loves you. Ow!